This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Nation, welcome to episode number 33 of Chicken Salad Manny's Bedlock. And let me bring in my two co-hosts. First of all, is the only man who gets excited about NXT round here and a possible match between Shawn Michaels and Grace and Dudar. It's Logan Crosland. Good evening, Logan. Yeah, Mr. Duda all the way. Um he didn't quite get the uh, NXT title like I thought he would, so um main, the main event match with Mr. WrestleMania will be uh, good enough, I guess. I mean, you know, the man, the man, the man only comes out for retirement for uh, big books in Saudi Arabia or some lame schmuck who's training <laughs> up. Sorry, I said that. I said that out loud again, didn't I? <laughs> Bastard! I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my my other co-host is a man who has set up his own home country heroes hotline for people affected by losses by a wrestler in their home country, which has now gone international thanks to the events of Elimination Chamber. It's Callum McDougall. I stand with the people of Montreal. I know how you feel. (laughs) We will get through this together. Uh, yes, thanks for bringing that back up, Ben. That is that is not a that's not a scar that I've 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 hidden deep down inside. Um, yeah, very 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 emotional. I I I woke up and I saw that match and I thought that Montreal were going to get what I should have got, and they didn't. <laughs> Remember, if you were affected by the events in Montreal, then please contact Callum on his messenger or on his Twitter. Thank not- you. Not since Brett the Hitman Heart has somebody been affected by a loss in Montreal as much as I have. <laughs> leave, leave those memories alone, man. <laughs> All right, this month Logan had the pick. So, what show is it we are talking about tonight, Logan? Uh, we are talking about No Way Out 05. Um, as has become uh, kind of custom on this show, we usually pick a uh, show that happened in the month we were recording. Uh, so I went to the No Way Outs, went to the, uh, what is, uh, Uncensored, I think it's the, uh, maybe the February, or sold out one of the two, um, something like that, but I went to the cards, just kind of looked through them, and I came across 05, and I was like, man, this looks really, really bad, so, uh, let's go with this one, so that's how I came across it. Yeah, this, this time period, if you, uh, if you, if you're around back then, this time period for your SmackDown viewing was, uh, not great, was it? As I recall, you know, you can't even blame it all on poor old JBL as champion. I mean, he was a big part of it, but you can't you can't throw it all his way. Definitely not. I mean, there there's a there's a cavalcade of suck that we will get to throughout this. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Callum, did you watch this live? Have you got any memories from this show at all? 
Um, I didn't watch it live. Um, I do remember t- uh, getting it on the old, the old VHS and and watching it the next morning because I was very, very excited to see what the main event would turn out like. Um, and boy, did it not turn out anything like I thought it was going to turn out. <laughs> um, so I do, I do remember, I do remember um, wanting this taped purely because of what the main event was going to be. Um, so yes, I have. Uh, I have memories of it. No, I wouldn't say fond. There's certainly memories of it. <laughs> the, the man has memories. <laughs> like the corner of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, gentlemen. So with that in mind, let us go to God's American City, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for No Way Out 2005. We begin with a very moody, atmospheric video setting up tonight's main event, which is a barbed wire steel cage match between JBL and The Big Show. We then head back into the arena where Michael Cole and Taz welcome us for tonight's show, and they let us know that tonight we'll finalize the main event for WrestleMania, as we will find out both who the champion and the challenger will be. And that Batista from Raw will also be in attendance tonight. And that Pittsburgh from here on out will become known as the Steel Cage City. Uh, Logan, can I just confirm with you, did that nickname stick? I don't believe so. I think it's just the Steel City still. So, um, yeah, definitely definitely didn't stick with the Steel Cage City. Okay. Well, you know, I like to make sure that, you know, on this program, as you know, facts facts matter on this program. So we, we like to be uh, factually accurate. accurate I'm sure the skeezier part of town might be the Barbar City. So, uh, I'm yeah, sure yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. Are you, are you telling me that um, Ben Roethlisberger didn't win, didn't win the Super Bowl for the Pittsburgh Steel Cagers? <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid he didn't. Although there may be a joke in there somewhere that I will not, I will not um, make regarding. Well, you could ben. make. No, no, I just Ben Roethlisberger and Steel Cages. There's just there's, there, 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 there's some connection there. I feel I will not, <laughs> that I will not bring up in any more detail. I will leave it at that. Yes, we'll. <laughs> Our opening contest is between the tag team of Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, and they are taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions of the Basham Brothers. I'll go to Callum first. Uh, Callum, you, you remember when we did the uh, Survivor Series 03 uh, episode of this show, and I asked, is there a more bland team than the Bashams, or yeah, words to that effect? Um it's good to see that it's good to see that in let's say what we're we talking 14 16 months that not a lot has changed with these boys they're still as boring as ever yes i mean <clears throat> i don't know how you can go from I, so the last time we saw them they were involved in um they were gimps let's just say <laughs> no, I think were, gimps is accurate i think gimps is accurate they were they were gimps <laughs> Um, they were getting they were getting whipped by a by a, a, a very tall lady. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing how how that wasn't the low point of their career, and we get to we get to we get to two thousand and five. Uh, they're involved with they're involved with JBL, uh, um, and and they're, they're just they're. They're just like they're they're blander than bland. They're as dull as dishwater. <laughs> they are as dull as dishwater. I can't believe that 
you have that, that you that you make you, you make me dread to watch a match that involves Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero teaming up. But but King Dagen, uh, Doug and Danny, well done, boys. You have managed to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they're just. I can't think of. I can't think of other than the two matches that we've watched. So that that that's a span of what fourteen. 14, 16, 16 months, I mean. 16 months. Unless I've been really... Maybe, let's say 15. I think 15. Yeah, 15 months. 15 months. Um, I can't think of anything else they've done in that, at that point in time. I only remember they were a thing because I've watched two shows with them on. Um, <laughs> really, honestly, it's just... Not good. They are not good. And as for the match, have you got any views of the match? I did, but I mean, it was fine. <laughs> if you can remember, if you can remember the match, you know. I mean, it was fine. I only watched it this morning, and I'm, I'm struggling to I'm struggling to think of anything. <laughs> um, it, it was fine. I mean, you, you've got a tag team match involving, it, as I say, Eddie and, and and Ray teaming up. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a bad match. But if, if there's if there is if there is guys there on the other side of the ring willing to bump, Ray and Eddie will bump around them as the as as and when they need to. But I mean, it was it was perfectly it was perfectly fine. I am glad that um, Ray and Eddie won. I was quite yes. happy to see that. Um, because yeah, this, these two need to these two need to go. They're rubbish. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go to. I'll go two and a half, and two and a half only if you give me the mercy of never having these gentlemen on television again. I, 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 I don't think we can. I don't know if we are going to see them again. Actually, I mean, I'm trying to think if they're on, if they're on pay per view again after this. Apart from like ECW, the the one night stand show. I remember they were on that. But... Oh Jesus! Well, you know. Uh, so, Logan, Callum says you can't remember anything about the match. Have you got any good points to say about this? this per- I mean, it was a perfectly good, fine tag team match, I thought. Perfectly, perfectly acceptable. Oh, well, something that was really funny pre-match was uh, Taz attempting Spanish when uh, Eddie Guerrero and Mysterio were coming out. Uh, he, tries to, <laughs> he tries to say something. I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but he, he stumbled and did not quite uh, pull it off. And I uh, actually looked over at Hugo and was like, did I say that right? And so that was a pretty good, uh, funny part. I thought it was a perfect opener. I, I think, I mean, not it wasn't all time or anything, but I think Eddie and Ray were good to throw out here. Uh, they're fun, quick energetic uh really get people excited i thought the bashams though very boring i will agree uh i think they played their part well in this match they really worked over ray uh for a good portion of it kind of grinded him down uh did some good uh double team stuff on him um and i I thought eddie was a great hot tag there at the end um i love uh at the very end that ray tells eddie not to cheat because he tries to bring the belt in the ring to use it um, and then the Bashams try to cheat, so Ed Ray just says, fuck it, and let's cheat, and let's win. So, um, I went a little bit higher than uh, Callum. I went three. I thought it was a hot opener. Um, and while the Bashams are, don't inspire much, they played their role in this match well enough. Uh, and I'm going to split the difference, because I went 2.75 on the whole thing. Um, like, like I say, they're, they're fine. 
I, I'm quite, I was quite happy that Taz knows as little about the bathrooms as I do. So that was that quite maybe <laughs> that made me yeah, he quite sees them happy. every week. <laughs> and he saw them every week, you know. So what well, at least I've got the excuse of, you know, not seeing them for a while. But yeah, I, I, I've got to say, Logan, I agree with you. I really love that ending with Ray basically saying, fuck this. If, 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 if they're gonna if they're gonna cheat, so are we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After the match, gents, Teddy Long is backstage and he is pulling out all the stops for Batista tonight, setting up a nice room for him. Carlito turns up with Becca Rodriguez, who is the wife of a WWE director on the board. Teddy introduces himself and does some great schmoozing with her. Carlito tells Teddy the board are ready to fire him and that will depend on the Batista decision. And apparently that's cool. Uh, Teddy does do some great shrews in here, gents. I don't know how you felt about it, but he was so, so good in this this role. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Teddy doesn't, I don't think. Yeah, very good GM, uh, Ted, Teddy Long was. Uh, at the peak of his powers here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, he, he's not just good for making a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think, I think that's the... It's either tag team match player or one-on-one with the Undertaker. Uh, was 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 the two big ones, but yeah, he was he was he mastered the the, the general manager role. After so after this, we go back to ringside and we get gentlemen the first round of our rookie diva contest of the evening. Uh, Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie are hosting, but for this first round, they are on commentary tonight. The finalists are. Joy Giovanni, who I don't know if you gentlemen picked up on this, but on her uh, on her board under credentials, it said "special friend of the big show." Very much. Have any of us had girls who were special friends? I mean, yeah. somebody else may have called them that, but uh... <laughs> uh, as well like as Joy. As well as Joy, we have Rochelle Lowen, Lauren Jones, and one Michelle McCool, who obviously we know, you know, I'm sure The Undertaker was watching backstage thinking, yeah. Special yeah. friend of The Undertaker. Special friend of The Undertaker, yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, the only notes, I don't have any notes about round one, gents, apart from it, it was the evening gown contest with uh, Chimmel announcing the vote is open, but Joy is the winner with the crowd. Who is who is the early winner for you guys going forward? Uh, yeah, Joy probably won this one for sure. Um, but I, I thought it was amazing that they brought uh, Dawn Marie out of the cobwebs. I feel like she hadn't been on TV in like a, a year, year and a half before this point so and Taz was great on commentary in this uh, but everybody else really really sucked they were very bad oh yeah Taz was proper Taz was proper whore dogging god love him mm-hmm. I I <clears throat> haven't recently been on um, wrestling 20 years ago covering the first ever step uh, step daughter versus stepmother match at the Royal Rumble 2003 I I'm very, very disappointed they didn't play up the fact that Dominic's still technically Tori Wilson's stepmother. <laughs> all you ask for, all you ask for is kayfabe to be kept. All I'm asking for is a bit of continuity. This is why wrestling gets a bad name. Amongst <laughs> other things. This and other things. This and other things. 
And one of those other things, nice segue, Callum, thank you, is our next is our next match that features Heidenreich and Booker T. Now, my first note, gentlemen, and maybe this is because this is this time period where I'm, you know, drinking and doing drugs and seeing women and, you know, doing all that good stuff. Um, I totally <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot that Heidenreich was doing the poetry. Um, but and I, I I only wish I'd actually wrote it down because it was a beautiful, heartfelt piece. I don't know how you guys felt about it before we talk about the match. It was, you know, me brought a tear to my eye. Hell of a poet, dear John Heinrich here is here. So, uh, Cal, uh, Logan, I'll go to you first about the actual match. Um, all I want to say is this was a match that happened, and you know, thank goodness we're nearing the end of Heidenreich at this point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you're going to pop on this one, Ben, but my first note is I always thought Heidenreich looked and acted like a giant version of Eric Young. So uh, he always, <laughs> if he was like Eric Young's older brother, I could totally believe it because that, that's always wow. how he struck me. Just like, how he that acted a, and how he looks. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that is a gimmick that would have saved impact in the mid to, the mid to late 2000s. To be fair, the way Heidenreich looks around, I can totally see that because he does that, he does that little meerkat spin of the head (laughs) that's all i could think about the whole match i saw him do like a little facial thing like you're just talking about and it was like yeah that's it it always clicked in my mind um (laughs) there was a inside out clothesline that heidenreich did the booker t booker t sold it really well uh but other than that match not really doing much uh crowd literally only reacted to the spinner rooney and the heel heidenreich experiment was not over at all and uh i'm pretty sure they pretty much drop it after this and he becomes kind of the goofy poet reading uh face uh i went one just because nothing was horribly botched or anything like that but it was it wasn't good at all uh yeah like like logan says Callum, uh, we're you know I think this is pretty much it for Heelheim, right? We're a, we're a few months away from uh, King Booker, so uh, yeah, this uh, this was seven or eight minutes of action at a time that we're never really going to get back in our lives. Have you watched it? No, I, I, and that could be said for if, if memory serves me. That could be said for a lot of matches involving Heiden, right? Um, <laughs> I was, he, he was one of these guys that you thought that they would have. Well, you knew they would have big things for because he's 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 a Big beefy chap, and we all know that Vince McMahon loves big beefy chaps. But um, yeah, it, 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 the man goes from facing the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble to then facing Booker T, who is always, when he is a babyface, he is always incredibly, incredibly over with the crowd. Mm. So they obviously get big things for him. Then the man doesn't even make it to WrestleMania. They, they, they abandon it after this. It wasn't good. Um, as as thingy as Logan said, they were only really the crowd were only really caring about the spinner Rooney, um, and I don't blame them whatsoever. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, <laughs> I went, I went, I went a star as well, but it was just not. It was just not good. Um, I also had to start. I've got two things I want to just say quick. Uh, one, am I right in thinking, just off the top of my head? That it was meant to be Heidenreich and Taker at Mania, and I, obviously I, they switch and they switch to Taker Orton pretty quickly. I believe it was supposed to be a tag. Actually, it was supposed to be Snitsky and Heidenreich versus that, Kane, Kane and the Undertaker. Right. So. That was right. Good yes. God I was just about to. I was just about to bring that up. Actually, can you imagine if they actually did that? Thank 
fuck they went with the autumn match. My God. That sounds, yeah. that sounds horrendous. <laughs> yes, you're right, yeah, yeah, you're right, because they had the casket match, didn't they, at the Rumble, and Kane came out. Yeah, and, and, and Nisky got involved as well. So then they had the whole thing in the back where they kind of talked to each other and had, like, the creepy conversation. And they were like, I like you, Gene, and I like you, Heinrich, and stuff like that. And it was really creepy and weird. So. <laughs> because, um, oh, that's right, because Stingy, um, Snitsky'd only just, he was only just around, wasn't he? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kane thing was only the late 2004. Oh, he'd, only the, he'd only just done the baby punting. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a there's a sentence that, all, rest, there's a sentence <laughs> all wrestling fans know. And yet that that, that needs to be isolated. <laughs> 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 and two, my other thing. Um, you know how good friend Sean often says about Booker, he doesn't like Booker T, he doesn't get why people like him. Um, matches like this don't help that cause. Or help, or, or should I say, help the cause of us who say no? Book is actually really good. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he's very, he's very blind. in this. Like uh, until he becomes King Booker, he's pretty blind in this little run. Even if he's a face or heel. We after the match, gentlemen. We then go backstage where Ray and Eddie are celebrating with some, with some of the SmackDown faces who, for some reason, can't get on this show. I mean, how bad or bland must you be not to get onto this show? But you know, that's a question for another time. Uh, John Cena though turns up, turns up during the celebration. Eddie wants to talk to John alone and gives Cena his seal of approval for tonight, and then gives him a rousing speech to get him ready for the match tonight. Um. I'm going to say, gentlemen, that speech was probably the highlight of this show. I don't, yeah, I'm going, I, that, 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 yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't know how you guys felt about it. <laughs> that is a, that's a bold claim that may or may not be completely true. <laughs> <laughs> it was very inspiring, but I won't say it was uh, Eddie's best. Um, but it, it was. Oh, like, I'm, not I'm not saying. I'm not saying it was his best, but compared to some of the shit on this show. <laughs> it might have been this show more than anything, if I'm being honest. Our next match in the ring, gentlemen, is for the Cruiserweight Championship. And it is a six-way match. Of, thank you, of the world. Sorry, let me get it right. The Cruiserweight Championship of the world. <laughs> where our champion is, of course, that high-flying, hard-hitting uh, superstar with many wins, Funaki, and he's taking on Another hard-hitting wrestler, a hard-hitting high-flying wrestler in Spike Dudley. Akio, everybody's favourite, Chavo Guerrero. Paul London and Logan, you'll be pleased to hear the Prince of Punk. Shannon Moore is on this ma- on this show, on this match. Yes, he is. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not too far away from being in TNA either, so... Not indeed. Now there are some there are some overly complicated rules to this match, which makes me think, feel that this could have been a TNA match. The, the rules were that complicated because it took Chimmel a good minute to explain them. But I'll try. I basically tried to distill it down. Uh, two men will start. Once somebody wins, is either pin submitted or DQ'd or counted out. Another man will come in. The winner of the whole thing becomes the cruiserweight champ. Have, have, have I missed anything there? No, you got you got it down. That's pretty much what I, I said. Uh, yeah. Thank you. It's pretty much a gauntlet uh, yeah. match. So. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a gauntlet match, but for some reason they've got all four men on the outside or on the on the ring apron. I don't know quite right. Um, Callum. Um, so like Logan says, this is a gauntlet match. Um, 
would this just have been better just as like, let's say, a triple threat or just, you know, one of those wacky six-way, you know, first four wins, first four wins match? Because this was just like the first two falls are pointless, basically, because, you know, they, they're over in about a minute. And the whole thing, I want to say, takes it only takes about 10 minutes to do. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, at this point in time, as, as as you gentlemen will well know, um, Impact TNA were starting all their shows with really, really fast-paced, six-man tags, fatal four-ways from the X Division, everyone in the ring, just chaos, absolutely chaos. They don't, they don't do... We'll get all of our really, really quick athletic guys who do all the flippy shit and we'll put four of them outside the ring and we'll let two of them have a standard match in the ring and nobody will care. Um, <laughs> if you look at the guys in it, aside from, aside from a couple, um, Akio was, was pretty handy. Um Paul London, I was a I was I was a big Paul London fan back at this point in time. Um because if you remember the wrestling channel, Ben, Paul London was all over that because he was in Ring oh, of Honor yeah. and he was in um he was in a, a loads of stuff. So I was a big Paul London fan at this point in time. Sharon Moore was 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 always a fun um was always a fun watch. Um Yeah, I, I don't know how they when I when I saw this match, I, I can remember at the time when I saw this match coming. You thought this that this could be this could be very 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 fun to watch, and it really really let me down. It was just it wasn't what you were getting from your impacts at the time, your TNAs at the time, um, of what you would expect with the big fast paced cruiserweight action. Um, so yeah, they, they they tried. God bless them, they tried, but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. It, 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 it just wasn't what it needed to be. And as we all know, God does love a trier. God does love a trier, yes. But when you've got, <clears throat> when you're, uh, again, you, you have you have Paul, you have you have Paul London in there. Why, why thingy? So Paul London, look, they were they were looking as if they were making London a superstar of the cruiserweight division. And then what do you do? Fucking Chavo wins again. <laughs> uh, it's just we'll just we'll just revert back to type because his last name is Guerrero. He's the he's the least talented out of them all, and I'm including Gory in that, and he was fucking dead at the time. <laughs> he was dead at the time. He's still dead now. But, um, Let me just check on that. Hector. Yes, he's talented, still dead. So he, he is. Wasn't he very is talented still, either. He's still he's still dead. Yes, dead at the time. May or may not be dead now, um, but yeah, I mean, oh no, I, I, I would have you. You will learn that Hector Guerrero is a as a as a as a trooper, Logan. If you are if you yes. uh, are going on, on on some future endeavours, which may or may not be planned for you, sir. Um, but <laughs> they, they should have just had Paul London win, and I'm and I'm really I'm I'm maybe looking negatively on it because I want because Paul London should have won. Um, I'll, I'll I'll give it a gentleman's two because there was some parts of it that were quite good, um, but uh, it could have been a lot better. 
Indeed. Um, now, Logan, um, having just let Callum just let rip on Chavo Guerrero, I, I feel we need to go back to the origins of this podcast where we, we like to think of positive things to say. Um, so I think, I think we can, you know, give some love here to Mr. Paul London because we I don't think we're going to get many chances to do that on this show. That's true. Yeah, he was very good throughout this. I, I liked that him and Funaki kind of started things. Um, I, I liked that they started with London and kind of let him go through the whole thing. Um, he was a big favorite of mine, kind of like Callum was saying. I thought Funaki going out first uh, was uh, telling of how little they thought of him and his reign. Uh, obviously, uh, the cruiserweight division is not something they focus on, as as you can see throughout this match, because it only goes nine minutes and has five falls. So um, that that's pretty telling. Um, I do like that Funaki kind of got revenge on Spike, because Spike's kind of the reason he got eliminated. Um, and I have a hell of a, a thing about Chavo here at the end, so uh, bear with me for a second. London, <laughs> who I'm a big fan of, running the whole field, running the table, only to lose to Chavo, who I very much hate. It's like having a very good sexual experience, <laughs> only for one of your parents to walk in before you get to the really good part. So, um, that's that's about the best way I can describe how Chavo winning this match is. I went Gentleman's 2 as well, because I thought some of the spots were good, but uh, yeah, not the most satisfying ending, for sure. Um, I went I went 1.75, but I could go to a Gentleman's 2 just on the strength of that swinging netbreaker off the top. But, yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty damn sweet. <laughs> But yeah, I'll say one. No, I'm going to say one point seven five because, like I say, it was it was a bit disjointed. So you know, very Let's very quick. Five too, falls too, in too nine. Fast. Five falls in nine minutes on a on a show that only runs two and a half hours. You know what I mean? But we'll we'll talk about time a lot on this show. To be fair, uh, after after the match, Cole and Taz remind us about Batista smashing up JBL's limo on a previous episode of SmackDown. JBL, uh, sorry. Big Show is then looking broody backstage. Taz then goes through all the ways to win as the commentators continue to fill time, much like a plastic surgeon does with Madonna's face. That's how that's there's far too much time being filled on the show. It could be spent actually, you know, wrestling or having matches and stuff. And speaking of which, there's a WrestleMania recall that focuses on the gimmick Battle Royal from WrestleMania 17. Um, speaking of Speaking of Hector, it obviously reminds us all how great WrestleMania 17 is. Um, but Callum, did you have a particular favorite gimmick in the gimmick battle royal apart from Hector Guerrero as a gobbledygooker, obviously? <coughs> oh, excuse me, you caught me right at the wrong time there. <coughs> oh dear. <laughs> Apologies for that. <laughs> um, a favorite gimmick from the gimmick battle royal? I'd have them all, really. Just, just, just the fact that it was. Uh, just the fact that it was on WrestleMania 17 is is good enough for me. Although personal favourite is um, the one man gang having to come out as the one man gang because he'd slimmed down too much to fit into his Akeem costume. Uh, yes. You know, I, I, I wish I wish I wish I had that problem. <laughs> uh, Logan, did you have a favourite? Uh, my favorite gimmick was the fact that uh, Iron Sheik had to win because he was too afraid or unable to go over the top rope. So that was my favourite gimmick. Excellent, and of course, another gimmick that pro, another gimmick that probably could have been in the Battle Royal, but I believe at this point he might have been working at WCW, is a man who we know is know now as Dustin Rhodes, but back then he did have a great gimmick, and that was as Gold Dust, and I think that would have been a marvelous gimmick for the gimmick Battle Royal. But even earlier in his career, Dustin Rhodes was also known as. 
Well, they call him the natural. Natural. Natural as can be. They call him the natural. Natural. It comes naturally. He's the son of a son and son of a gun. The heart does the rodeo bulldog. He's the natural one. He sure is. And after after the gimmick battle royal uh, video, we then get back to round two of the rookie diva contest, which is very apt given what Logan has just done, as it's going to be the talent contest. Um, Callum, I think we could all agree we know what Logan's talent would be. Uh, think well, singing a uh, singing and in, singing and impressions, I would say. I, I mean, absolutely. It's, well, I don't know about I don't know about the about the impressions part. I mean, it's because I've never really heard him do the, do an impression. It, it, his talent is having a very very a, a, an a, a wonderful knack of leaving when people like Kevin Nash turn up. Oh yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, <laughs> that, true. The, that ability, Logan, to just disappear when when these other famous people turn up. You know. Yep. I just, I just happen to leave the room. It happens. I don't know. It, you know, they, I can't believe they don't want to meet you. It's just, it's just not good. Uh, so, like I say, uh, round two of the diva contest is the talent co- part of the contest. Um, so, Joy Giovanni's talent is a, is she can do good massages apparently, which she shows us on Tory. Dormarie during all this looks appalled and chews Joy out because of it. Rochelle, bless her, tries to tell some jokes, but only gets through one before Dormery shuts her down. Now, Rochelle seems like one of these people who, who bless her, just probably drinks like one sip of coffee, and that's quite enough for the day. Yep. <laughs> one of those people who you very quickly would want to leave, like, just let her just get off and do whatever she wants to do. Uh, Lauren does some dancing, which may or may not be seen at your local adult lap dancing establishment, but don't look like that either. Michelle's talent is going to be a bit more physical, as she says people are tired of Dawn Marie running her mouth, so she body slams her. And I've I've made my take a a beam backstage thinking, yeah, I I could body slam that too. Joke right there and then. Um... Uh, Logan, um, were you impressed with the ladies' talents? Oh, I, I, I'm sure the Undertaker was thinking about giving her the tombstone at that very moment. So, uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, the, m- m- massaging being a talent is uh, uh, quite comical. But uh, yeah, Joy continues to uh, impress the crowd. So um, yeah, not not too exciting stuff here, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Callum, like Logan says, or are you and Logan Joy's the favourite going into round three? Uh, yes, I I am. Um, I, 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 after she has, she's certainly gone. She's certainly gone up with the the wonderful talent that that she had. Um, <laughs> only because the rest were a bit crap. Although I do like Michelle McCool, um, body slamming Don because of if nothing else, the sheer hypocrisy. Of her, you know, say that massage isn't a talent because once again, going back to the year 2002 to uh, for Armageddon, um, there was a bit of massaging going on there, wasn't there, Dominique? Oh, yeah, yeah, you slut. It's just, just rank hypocrisy. 
you know, just you need to write. You need to write a strongly worded email to them about this. You know, or are we 18, 18 years on? This would never happen under the regime of one Hunter Hearst Hemsley. <laughs> Tony Khan, three-time Booker of the Year, would never allow this shit. And there's, 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 by the way, there's your moment to feel very old when you realise this show is 18 years old. Jesus Christ. Hey, I know, right? Thanks on that, that note, I know. I, I, I'm always the bearer of good news like that, gents. Um, <laughs> on that, on that note, gentlemen, I, I think we should uh, wrap things up for part one. Um, so for Logan Crosland and Callum McDougall, my name's Ben Lock. Um, we will see you for part two of No Way Out, where we will find out who will be in the main event for WrestleMania 21, and we will see you on the other side. Place to be nation. Welcome back to part two of episode 33 of Chicken Salad. My name is Ben Lock. I'm with Logan Crosland and Callum McDougall. And let's get straight back into No Way Out 2005. Josh Matthews is backstage interviewing JBL, who says he isn't scared and, in fact, understands what is going to happen tonight and is willing to make the sacrifice to win the title. He says people will remember tonight as they realize he is, in fact, a wrestling god. Now, Logan, I know you love this promo. I probably undersold it a bit there, so uh, I will let you tell the good ladies and gentlemen all about this. Yeah, I think JBL's strength was always his promos. I think his in-ring is good in certain aspects uh, in certain matchups, but I think he leaves a little bit to lack there, but I think his promo stuff in this run is pretty good. Um, He calls Big Show a sideshow freak, says he has no heart, no soul, no guts, that he has to have him in this barbed wire cage uh, to think he can have a chance of beating him. Um, But yeah, JBL just says he's been WWE champion for as long as he has. Uh, for a reason, and that's because he is a wrestling god, and he will continue to be that way uh, after tonight. So, I thought it was a really good promo by him. Um, like I said, that's always kind of been his strength, but uh, really good stuff to let you buy into the match. I, I will always say that. I mean, we'll talk more, probably more during the actual match, but I will also say for as unprepared and, you know, not ready for lack of a better word, as he was when he won the title. These last couple of months when before he lost the title, he was re- like, he was really good. He was having, you know, passable matches. And like you say, the promo work is out. Well, it's stellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like he, it's almost like as soon as he got to the point where he was like confident and pretty good as champion, it, it, it ended. So uh, it's weird how that happened. 
Oh, it's always the case. Uh, we then go to the ring for our next match, which pits The Undertaker against Luther Reigns. Um, my two colleagues can do the Luther, the Taz impression, and I, I can't, so I'm not even going to try. But I will go to Callum first. Um, my first note, Callum, is that Luther Reigns comes out with Mark Gindrak, but he gets ejected straight away, so it's 1v1. However, Michael Cole and Taz, for some reason, are the sound is turned down so we don't actually know it's Mark Jindrak till about three minutes later yes yeah, so this was the this was the strange time where they re, they tried to redo team angle um, but instead of having guys who were you know competent in the ring like Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin they gave us uh, Luther Reigns Cole who is making his <laughs> making his second appearance on the podcast after he was briefly seen in the in the the, the, the rabble of wrestlers at Starcade ninety seven. Um and Ooh, Jin- God, and- I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there we that's that's what he's here for, Logan. Just the small details that I, I miss and you miss. You know, people and people like myself in the biz call that a callback. Uh, <laughs> um and Mark Jindrak, the man who would be in evolution, the man who would be Batista in evolution. Uh, uh, what a what a I mean, missed opportunity a, that was. There's a, there's the episode of Through the Looking Glass waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> would evolution have been as successful if Mark Jindrak had been Batista? <laughs> uh, as for the match, Callum, I mean, I I quite like the fact that you know Cole and Taz really pushed the fact that because. Reigns had been in prison a lot. He was not going to be afraid of the Undertaker. He was he wasn't bothered by all the the histrionics and all that kind of stuff because he's been through he's been through worse shit. Yeah, I, I, and if you look at Luther Reigns, like I, I was Luther Reigns was an was an impressive looking guy, um, and he did look like a nutter. He looked genuinely, <laughs> genuinely. He, he looked like a frightening guy. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, want you, wouldn't, to, you wouldn't mess. You wouldn't mess. No, with him. not at all. Um, so I, 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 I can see where they were. I can see where they were sort of going with that. Um, and I, um, I, I, I do like the, I do like the, um, I do like the, as you say, that one. This is this is a guy who's, this is a guy who has who has seen some shit. Um, and the Undertaker is isn't going to. The Undertaker's mind games aren't going to work uh, with with uh, with Luther Reigns, and then yeah, so the whole the whole story aspect of this one not the shabbiest, especially concerning what we've seen on the show so far. Um, but the, the the match itself was mm. not great. But it's almost like what you were talking about with JBL. It was JBL's. Year-long title reign was was carried almost exclusively for a time by the promo work and the story going into it. And bell to bell wasn't excellent, so you can work around that. But this wasn't this this was not this was not good. Uh, Logan, I mean, I know I've said it a few times on this show about the the time issues, but of all the matches to give nearly twenty minutes to, um, this probably was. The one that you would say, no, you're all right. You guys, you guys can have a ten minute arse match. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that was a poor decision uh, for sure. Um, Reigns, I feel like, is the perfect example of having the physical tools, the presence, the look that Vince loves. 
while having none of the other tools to pair along with it. He can't talk. He can't really wrestle in the ring. But he looks impressive. He, and I, I, that's undeniable. He's jacked. He's tall. He, you know, he looks like you all said he looks like menacing and uh, like he could kick your ass in a fight. Um, I just feel like Taker feels really wasted in this match. Feel like they still didn't really know where they were going with Mania. I don't know if they'd really done much with Randy at this point, but um, this definitely feels like a real, real placeholder match for him uh, coming off of the Heidenreich stuff. So it was really just a way to get Taker on the show. Um, again, this was this match. Nothing was horribly botched or terrible or anything. So I just went one uh, on it again. But I it just again, crowd's not invested. wasn't very good. But uh, just a way to get Taker on the show. I I was a bit more generous. I I went two, but like <laughs> I went one and a quarter. I, actually, sorry, I missed it. I, when I, when I, I think my two is very much a gentleman's two. I think we can all agree on that. Um, I've also got two other notes. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but when Reigns towards the end hit that hit hit the swinging netbreaker, um, it felt like Taz and Cole were trying out. Never heard the word swinging netbreaker. So it was like when you were a kid. He is a word, can say a word for the first time, and they keep saying it. <laughs> it was a bit like swinging that breaker, Cole. Swinging that breaker, swinging that breaker. <laughs> I, oh, and then my final note for the match is um, I've wrote it's 1995, and I'm watching Taker versus Karma. This match was just as good. <laughs> Two stars. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say. Uh, it's just like when Logan was bringing up Hayden right there. I don't think it's. We appreciate it as much that see when they come back as the dead man, he oh it was almost as if he was going through that ninety three to ninety five period where he was getting paired with all these with with all these guys that were just not working for him. You're hiding hmm. ranks. You're Luther Reigns call. Um, even like I remember him having a well the Kane match was a, a, an Undertaker versus Kane match. He didn't, <laughs> Didn't the work opposite out. of a belter. The opposite, <laughs> of, the opposite of a banger. He then had that awful run with the Dudley boys. It's as if they've just oh gone, God. right, he's the, he's the undertaker again. Let's revert to type and give him stuff that he won't be able to work with. Ben Ben makes mental note to do Great American Bash 04 at some stage. Thank you, Callum. Oh God, who has, who has July? Don't... <laughs> <laughs> it's been on the it's been on the table for July for a few years now, so I feel like we have to do it at some point. This is the, this is the frightening thing about this show. Somebody so, I can't remember who it was said to me, "You he must be running out of shows to do at this stage." Like you know, nearly, nearly three years in now. I was like, "No, <laughs> no, we're not." That's, we, that's the thing. We really we still are. haven't. I, I, looking at the league table, uh, even before me, we still haven't touched TNA at any point, and there nope. is some. Yep. And we haven't done many in your houses, so like there's not done, all of those are pretty bad. <laughs> we, we've not done TNA. We've not done not just the WWE ECW shows. We haven't done ECW, which was exactly the greatest pay per view offerings ever. Well, in short, we're saying to all you hashtag haters with a Z, uh, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't, I, yeah. This this wasn't my uh, grand quitting notice, by the way. I'm not, we're, <laughs> no, we're, <laughs> we're done. Fuck you. <laughs> we're nowhere near done yet. <laughs> There's still more. I and will more, never retire. <laughs> and speaking of more to come, we have got the final round of our rookie diva contest, which pits door. Which sorry. I'm, I'm going to start again with that, gents, because that went totally wrong. The Rookie Diva Contest, which has 
Tory Wilson hosting solo now as Dormarie refuses to come out after the body slamming and besmirching that took place in round number two. Uh, Joy comes out and kisses the Pittsburgh crowd's arse by wearing a Ben Roethlisberger jersey, although I very much appreciated it as well. Um, round three is the bathing suit contest. Um, now, gentlemen, um, I did tell the gents about this, but um, I decided to. I've, I've star rated all the ladies' um, garments. Uh, would you like my? Would you like my star ratings? Sure, absolutely. And then you can you can tell me if you kind of agree with me. Um, so Joy is wearing. I'm I'm going to sound like you know one of those like Miss World people. Like Joy's wearing a lovely set with a thong that she does a twerk with. Three and a half stars. Rochelle wearing a very nice black set. And because Rochelle's not going to win, and, uh, you know, because she didn't do that well in the other rounds, I I, I bumped her up to four stars for that because I, I thought she looked lovely. Um, Lauren is going for the red, uh, just a three stars. Michelle is wearing a very nice teal set and also shows us that she has the best body of the four. Three and a quarter, three and three quarter stars. Tory pulls the horn dogs in Pittsburgh who go for Michelle, but the winner of the public vote was 65% was Joy Giovanni. Um, Callum, she's been your favourite throughout and she won it. Yes, I mean, that is clearly only fair because, you know, I don't know why, but she is the big <laughs> show's, she is the big show's special friend. Um, I do feel that uh, yeah, I think it was more because Joy had been on thingy. Joy had been on television more than, than, than the rest of them. I don't remember Rochelle or Lauren at all. Um Joy, I remember being the big show's special friend. Um very special friend. Very special friend. Um and I think it made it funny because she's she she's quite a small person. And mm. I can just I can just imagine Vince going That'll be fucking hilarious. She's tiny. He's <laughs> massive. I'm he just, can fit her in her pocket. I've just realised we obviously we, we were we're recording podcasts on two uh, two consecutive nights, and so Callum has now described two different women as quite small and the tall, fiery lady. <laughs> Not to Luna ever shown. <laughs> Listen to the latest Starflation to get that one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, cheap yeah. plug for you. Cheap plug. Yeah, I mean, this was Michelle was obviously going to be the one that had the had the longevity, I think, in this one. Um, but as I say, I don't remember the other two, and Joy was only around for a cup of coffee. So, um, and and I hope the fans enjoyed her well well she lasted because she wasn't long for this world. She really wasn't. Um, Logan, uh, right result for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was the crowd favorite throughout. You could tell that they were behind her. I, I, I mean, personally, obviously, I know that uh, Michelle ends up being the superstar of this group. Um, but I, I liked her throughout it. I thought she looked good and everything. Um, that her talent was uh, at least something to do with wrestling. So uh, that that was nice. But um, yeah, Joy Joy was the crowd favorite. Uh, you could tell throughout the night. So probably the right choice for that for that crowd for sure. Okay. okay. After the match, Teddy Long is shown again. What was what was that? <laughs> I hope, Sorry, I, I, hope the good, I hope the good ladies and gentlemen could hear what we've just heard. <laughs> Apologies, I accident I accidentally put something on my watched a video on my phone. 
Oh, Logan, a video. <laughs> it was, if you must know, it was, I accidentally opened Sunday, at Sunday League footy, debate, foul, yellow card or red card. And Ben, if you'd seen this, it was an absolute, it wasn't just a red card, it was a jail sentence. Oh, so GBH. Send, that, send that video into the group chat. Yes, we'll have to GBH. Uh, backstage jammer, we have we see Teddy Long who is still in the dressing room waiting for Batista. Now, I don't know about you guys, like I was watching this, these segments with Teddy and whoever backstage in that room, and I was fully expecting JBL on the cabinet just to take that room over at some point, and it never happened. Like I, I, I was, I was just, that was just me writing it on the fly as we're going. Um, our next match is the number one contenders match between Kurt Angle and John Cena. I will go to Logan first. Um, so my first two notes, Logan, because you know both both points are things we could talk about, not nothing to do with the actual match. First note: important to remember at this stage, Cena is not as Angle's perceived level yet. He's very much. Upper mid card. He's nowhere. He's not main event yet. He's not. I don't think he's had a main event at this point. WrestleMania 21 was his first main event. I mean, I might, I might, I might, that might be right. And then my other note: we've been talking about the filler on this show a lot. So why have we not? Why have they not put the semi-finals on this show? Make you know, just to, just to pad out the card a bit. Yeah, they definitely could have spaced it out and made made the card a little uh, meatier. I guess I'll say. Um, but yeah, you're definitely right. Uh, Cena's uh, definitely an upper mid carter at this point. Uh, this is kind of his uh, surge up into the main event. He had the Brock match at Backlash 2003, but that wasn't the main event of that show. Mm, so yes, he has yes. been in a world title match at a pay-per-view, but not uh, main event technically. Um, but he comes out with a good old Ruck Fools uh shirt uh, i had a friend in elementary school that had that one that i'm pretty sure she wore <laughs> to school and immediately got asked uh to <laughs> take it off and change it to something else um, do you know what do you know what that actually means yes yes i do sir <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i do <laughs> um but uh i like cena's aggressiveness early um there was a gross german suplex into the turnbuckles by uh, angle at one point um you would think as much as pre-match as they talked about Angle wanting to snap uh, Cena's ankle, he would have gone straight for the leg, uh, but he actually ended up working the neck and back for a good portion of the early parts of this match. Um, I do like seeing him grind him down with some wrestling holds and stuff like that, but um, uh, I, I like Cena's spine buster that he pulled out at one point. I, I didn't think that that was part of uh, his repertoire at that point, but it was cool to kind of see him pull it out there. Um, I love that once Angle realizes he's had, he does have the leg hurt, he jumps straight on it like a shark that smells blood in the water. Um, yeah. And then Cena, Cena shows great resiliency in his victory. Um, I don't think it was as good as I probably thought coming in, uh, but I do think it was very good at the same time. So I went uh, three and three quarters. Excellent. I went I went three and a quarter on it, and I've got the same uh, shark related comment as you because I mean <laughs> Kurt in this match, Kurt in this match, I have to say, wrestles a really great match. Like that first seg that first segment where he's basically chain wrestling Cena out, you know, out, and then that the, the whole the whole knee and ankle based offense. Um, Callum, as well as the match, I'm gonna just throw this because I don't know how you feel about this, but I will go to my grave and I will say, uh, "Word Life" is a better song than uh, "My Time Is Now." Oh, that is just no 
basic thugonomics there, Ben, that you have just Thank noted you. there. I, I, that I, is, yeah, I, I, I feel somebody has to, you know, say it out loud. I, I'm, I'm, I'm checking outside for some damage because you've just dropped a truth bomb there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going to get the right up. <laughs> um, drops truth bombs. <laughs> um, yes, I mean... I, I, you're not going to get an argument out of me of that. I bought the WWE Originals CD in 2004 just because that song was of on it. Of course you did. Of course you did. I did. The rest of it was rotten. Um, <laughs> it was. It was. I've never wanted to hear uh, Rikishi. Don't suck. Yes. I don't. Yeah. Suck. And that there was there was also the the Rikishi classic. Put a little ass on it. <laughs> uh, it's just a pity that that uh, that album isn't on. Spotify. I've had to I've had to troll through YouTube for that. Uh, I might, <laughs> might might bring it out in the. That might be my yeah. Uh, that might be my my, my my listen on to on, on the road to work on Monday. You've you've you've, <laughs> you've convinced me. Convinced myself. Um, I was going to say all I all I said. My time is that was a good song. You you, you added the rest. <laughs> um, in terms of the match, before I go off or before I start singing a bit of a, a bit of um, that Stacey Keebler one about her. I don't know what it was about, but it was pretty crap. Um, back to the match. Um, the I, I rated this match as, as as four stars. Now I don't know if that is because Ooh. I don't know if it was because it was a really really good match on its own. I would need to probably go back and look at it maybe in a week's time and like by itself, or it was just such an upgrade on the rest of the mat of the rest of the show. Um, but we are coming in like this from from now until. Uh, well, probably in, into for for the rest of the year of, of two thousand five, you're coming into like the second really really good angle run because he mm. has the, he has the matches with Sean. He then goes back into to, to, the, to the to the the run with Cena um, towards the end of the year, and then he get, gets gets pushed into the, the SmackDown title picture. Your your angle is is coming up to to another peak. Um, and and he just shows and in this match he just showed how 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 good he was. Uh, I think honestly, I, I, it's I, we've just done the, the the GWWE, and I think he's just he's hampered by the fact that he lost the most the most of his career was an impact because there is an argument that Kurt Angle is the best that that, that, that the WWE has ever had in terms mm. of just bell to bell. It's everything. He's just he's. He's fucking brilliant. Um, and, and John Cena, I don't think I think it's now come to the time that at the time you didn't really you didn't really think him much. John Cena was never appreciated in his time. Mm. Uh, because John Cena would would can, can can hold his end of the bargain, and these two always had always had good matches. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, four stars for me. This was this was head and shoulders above everything everything and anything else. On this card, um, a bit between two two all two all timers, just again coming into the peak of of their abilities at this point. Yeah, this 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 match is like a an island, you know, a shining island around the around the whole sea of dross, <laughs> for lack of a better analogy. Um, so I'm I'm just thinking I'm just thinking out loud about both men. Um, so angle. And Callum might be able to answer this better than me. I'll probably you guys. Right? You guys watch a bit more than me. There, there aren't many wrestlers who have a better sort of banger to duffer ratio than Angle, is there? Off the top of your head. Uh, 
I can't. I can't think of. Um, you, no, you'll be hard pushed to find an angle bag match. This match, this sh- this match in particular, we talk about. This isn't a banger, but it's not. It's nowhere. You know, it's 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 good. It's very good, but mm-hmm. it's not a banger. But you know, you you, you can watch it but quite happily. Yeah, the only bad match I can think of is that Taker Survivor Series match when he's champion, and it's pretty pretty rough. But I think that's more Taker's fault at that point. But um, um, and I'll I'll throw in, I'll throw in the Henry match at the Rumble. Oh as well. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and that was probably more on Henry too, and it yeah. was just <laughs> how it was built and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, just a couple of title matches uh, throughout his career. But yeah, he's definitely got a very much. Uh, a very good banger rate for sure. And then the se- the second one about Cena. I, I know we've sort of asked this que- answered this question on special relations about when did we de- when did we realize uh, Cena was you know quote unquote good. Um, but I would say from now until probably until his injury in 07, This this is sort of this is almost I would say peak Cena is the, these two years coming up now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel, Callum. I, I, yeah, I mean, I would I would. I would say so because even towards the tail end, because that 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 Orton, the, the run that he had with Orton before he got the end, before he got injured, and that was like transitioning the really really good Orton run that the the guys are going through in the mothership just now. He was he was really good. I mean, he got he got a good match out the Great Cali at one mm. night stand. I mean, the guy was just it, it was he was despite of all the criticism he got. He was really, really good at that. But in those years, Ben, I, I think yeah, you're well, probably right. I, when I say I, peak scene has probably thrown it at maybe a little because I think he has like peak better matches later. I think later years Cena is probably my is my personal favourite. But you know, he wasn't on TV week to week, and so you haven't got that bit. And then obviously the middle period is it's super Cena, you know, Cena hashtag Cena wins, LOL and all that. But Logan, I would, I would say these, these sort of two, three years are, you know, are as good. Just some of the re- of really good stuff. Like, you know, it's stuff we don't, we didn't appreciate at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of ba- or very much bad stuff at all um, throughout mm. this next uh, period. I mean, I think the I think the Mania match with JBL is kind of disappointing, but it's more because it got didn't get enough time. I feel like it kind of got shortened, and it wasn't kind of the match that it was supposed to be. But after that, him and JBL have great matches. Um, he has the series with uh, Angle, um, and like like Callum said, he got not even just one or one good match of Kali out of him. I think he got two. I think the Judgment Day's worse than the one night stand match, but I think it's still pretty good considering uh that it's John Cena and Great Kali. So um yeah, he has a hell of a stretch from here to when he gets hurt uh, uh, uh it, on that raw. The issue with the JBL match just from memory is the fact they did it as a straight one on one, just a regular match. Like if you mm-hmm. if you swapped it over and had the Judgment Day match at the WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Then you know, because I think that, that was JBL's lane was those kind of well, we'll see. We'll see the next match, and that was his lane, wasn't it? You know, don't put him into a normal match. <laughs> just let him, just tell him a brawler and a brute. That's that's kind of what he does. Exactly. We then get an advert, gentlemen, telling us that WrestleMania, the aforementioned WrestleMania 21, is only 42 days away at this point. So, off the top of my head, that is in a minute, six weeks. There you go. Very quick maths on the top of my head. <laughs> I think I'm right. Yes, I'm right. Good. Yes. Good, good, yes. good. 
Batista is still not here. And back inside the arena, the cage lowers down. And Taz emphasizes that the cage will be locked and you cannot escape through the door. Remember that part, gentlemen. You cannot escape through the door. That leads us to our world title match tonight, which depicts JBL, and he will be defending his title against The Big Show. Uh, Logan earlier on mentioned uh, how good the promo was earlier in the program. I'm going to mention a bit in the video package, which I absolutely, one of my absolute favorite lines in wrestling, which is, I've, I've wrote, I can't do the JBL emphasis, but you know, uh, uh, work with me, boys. Uh, I smell like smoke, son, because I've been through fire. He, Batista may be built like Tarzan, but I will make him look like Jane. You couldn't say that in 2023, but by God, that is a great line. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, <laughs> the top of the cage is covered in barbed wire, and the only ways to win are pinfall, submission, or by trying to escape the cage. Now, uh, I will go to Logan first. Um, so this match, I mean, you can't say it's a great match, um, but as a spectacle, I would say it was never dull. It was, you know, you, there was there was plenty of blood and stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a, it's not an all time main event or anything like that, but it was it's physical. Um, it, it's it's very very hard hitting. Uh, they do a lot of the stuff with the cage. Um, I, I thought that the teased Batista involvement was super 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 forced. I didn't mm. feel like they needed it. I feel like it was just a kind of a red herring to have out there, but I, I didn't think it was needed uh, for sure. Um, I like that uh, JBL kind of doesn't run for the cage immediately. He kind of brings it to Big Show uh, with some big strikes to start off with. Um, he quickly gets thwarted, but I'm, I'm glad he didn't run for the cage as soon as, uh, as soon as he did that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of JBL constantly climbing and then kind of pussing out, uh, as he said, he saw the barbed wire, like stop climbing. Nothing's going to change. There's always going to be barbed wire up there. You it's know, still like, there. It's still there. It's not, it's not going away. Um, I love, uh, I love Cole's obsession in this era with how, uh, big, big, big shows, uh, shoe is, he always talks <laughs> about the 25, five E boot or whatever it is. Um, he, he talks about that in every big show match. Um, I believe you got, I believe you got the hands like frying pans as well. That, that too, that, that as well. Um, I don't like that Teddy comes out mid match. I know he's trying to get rid of the cabinet who kind of tried to come out and give the bolt cutters and all that, but I don't like that. He kind of emerged at one point. I thought the choke slam through the ring spot is great. It's awesome. It's a good visual. Um, and then as much as cool as that was, uh, the close up of show having bloody drool coming out of his mouth down his face was, uh, quite disgusting and not so much as cool as the choke slam was, um, show ripping the chain with his bare hands is always awesome. Him doing feats of strength like that are always cool. Um, and I thought the finish was creative. Um, like I said, it's not the greatest match. It's very slow, very plotting, but I thought it was physical and hard hitting enough and they had to creative finish there at the end so i went two and a half on it cool i i went two on it i i, I think i went through, sorry two and a half i went two and a half on it as well um callum i will say like going like logan says the ending is quite creative but they do spend a lot of time focusing on the big show and you're just thinking what, what what's going on here like you know there's something not quite right yeah i mean it was i was 
very, very... I remember waiting for this one, thinking, barbed wire steel cage, this is going to be this is going to be excellent. And I genuinely thought, hey, what age would I have been at this time? 91, 13. Good quick you too. Thank you, thank you. Probably should have known better, but I thought the whole cage was going to be barbed wire. <laughs> um, very disappointed to find out that it wasn't, but they did. I mean, it was it was fine that they, it got it got the point across that they had to do it and they had to do it in, in the ring. A very creative finish. Yeah, you thought that. I mean, it was. Yeah, was it forced that they, they they showed the big show and you you could sort of had to you you thought something was up. Yes, I, I would agree with you at that point. But you've just seen a man being choke slammed right under the ring. You would have thought that. All right, okay, that's that's the end of him, really. Mm. Um, and it's just a case of the big show has to has to somehow get out of the cage. Uh, so it was it was a very very creative finish. I, I thought it was given given the, the sort of the sort of the gimmick. I thought it was it was very 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 cool the way they did it. Um, it's always like a guy getting choke slammed through the ring is always a cool visual. So I didn't have any, didn't have any issues, didn't have any issues with it. I, but yeah, so I, I went, I went two and a half on it as well. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was, it was, it was good for for what it was. Um, cool finish. Can't ask, can't ask for more than that. Especially given what had been, what we'd watched for the preceding hour and a half before, before the <laughs> angle scene. Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take that, take that every day yeah. of the week. Uh, so after the match, uh, we then get the cage getting low, getting ri- ri- risen back up. Sorry, and uh, Big Show decides to bring JBL back into the ring as the replay is shown. That shows the Big Show. That shows JBL crawling from underneath the ring as the Big Show is climbing down the stairs. The cabinet hit the ring, and Batista is here and takes them all out, including a Batista bomb on one of the Bashams. Don't ask me to tell you which one it is. It was just <laughs> one of the Bashams. JBL crawls up the ramp, but Cena has shown up and beats down JBL, including a spine buster through the supporting tables, um, which created quite a nice visual, I thought. Um, and what I will say is, I'm with Logan Calvin. I don't know how you feel like. If Batista's there, if you've got him in, if you've got him in his tighty whities just have him wrestle Orlando Jordan or something. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to go to that effort, um, why, why not? Because you could just say it's a, it's you could put it that he's been invited to SmackDown to get the lay of the land, and this is him being tested of of this. This is a test, a US title match is a test to see who the, the sort the sort of competition that he would face on SmackDown. Give him an incentive to, give him an incentive to. To, to, to actually to to pick SmackDown, um, mm. yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a, a, a fair enough a, a fair enough um, fair enough rebooking there for you for you to make. Um, I, I mean, like like I said earlier on as well, I the the, re, the major bit of rebooking I would do with this show is I would put the semi-finals of the tournament on this show as well. And the, it would be Cena, it would be Cena ready and Ray and Angle. That's, that I would, you know, and then if you've got to have the cabinet there, you know, or have the Bashams there match, just have like, I mean, was, it was, it was, it was backstage, Logan. You were probably paying more attention. It was hardcore Holly and Scotty Duarte. Just, just have them be a tag team for a match. Just for yeah. a bit of time. Mm-hmm. I get it. 
But you know, like because this show wraps up at two and two hours thirty minutes, so you know, it, it's, there's at least twenty minutes of pay per view time just wasted, as far as I can tell. But anyway, uh, so that's the end of the show, but it's not the end of our show because we have got some awards to give out. Um, I won't, well, I won't go to you all, but I think we're all in agreement that the best match of the night was Cena Angle. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. And I'm quite confident because I don't think a lot of people have, have, will have seen this match before. I, I'm, I would be quite happy to put this in as a hidden gem as well. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I yeah. Because you know, like they've they've had they've had other matches, but this one does not get talked about enough. Like like I say, it's it's three to quarter, to three and a half stars. Callum was size four, so it's well worth going out your way to see. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, worst match of the night, Callum. Um, oh, Booker Heidenreich has to be. Uh, Logan. Yeah, Booker Heidenreich, uh, close second would be Reigns and uh, Taker. Uh, it's a clean sweep because I also went for the hide and right booker. Um, most surprising, Logan. Surprising can be surprisingly good, surprisingly bad. Uh, I'm surprised that I like the uh, opener as much as I did. I mean, Eddie and Ray are great, but I thought the Bashams kind of brought their in, so I'll, I'll go with that one. Yeah, uh, Callum. Um. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, they, they, probably along the same lines as probably on the same lines as Logan. They, having not been a, a, a obviously expressed that I'm not a massive fan of the Bashing Brothers, the fact that they managed to get Gentleman's <laughs> two out of me is, was quite surprising. Um, I've gone, I've gone surprisingly bad, and I've gone with the Cruiserweight Championship of the World match, given the given the talent levels in that match. Not not the scout's good old Chavo, of course, but the other five guys in there. Um, next award is the Fashion Statement Award for tonight. Uh, Logan, any good fashion statements out there? Um, yeah, I mean, all the girls were hot in their bikinis, I guess. But I'll go with Paul London. He had the tassel boots and like the uh, black oh, yes. and the multicolored. <laughs> yes. shorts, so I'll, I'll go with him. Uh, uh, Callum, any 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 fashion statements for you? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Paul London, the, the ultimate warrior, Paul London, um, probably a good, probably a good shout. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of um, football tops on show as well, football jerseys on show as well. So, mm. um, go yeah. team, go local yeah. team or local teams rivals. Um, I, I went, I went for Rochelle's black bikini out a number, but um, that that very, very, very early two thousands Tom Brady. Uh, Jersey that uh, Spike was wearing also deserves particular mention, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good heat see- heat seeking part for sure. <laughs> um, the one award we usually give out that I've not mentioned tonight because I don't think we have me- we have got one is the old is the old Sean Kidd award for the biggest shit take. I think we've all been in we've all been singing from the same hymn sheet pretty much. Yeah, we were all pretty tight on on score rating, so probably me for giving the Basham spraise after <laughs> Callum eviscerated him. So <laughs> I, I think I think I think you have to give a bit of I think we have to give a bit of balance. So you know, yeah, that was that wasn't that wasn't a, that wasn't a shit take. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. A, a shit take, and that would be like the, the best tag team in the history of the world. <laughs> Definitely. 
<laughs> and, see, and, and have you noticed, German? I'm see, I, when 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 things like that get mentioned, I'm keeping my mouth shut, so I'm growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some aren't down since day one ish. Well, is 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 a bit of praise. They they ain't as bad as the Bashams. Look, there you go. I've been damning with fake praise. <laughs> now, I do believe. Now you will get. I think in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. you you they will be they will be turning on to the highway to the impact zone at they some are, point in two thousand seven. They are they are there. Yes. So. Good luck with that one. With uh, yep. with 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 Lance Hoyt and Christy Hemi. Yes, um, I will not be. It, please don't try and, and and invite me to sacrifice Slammiversary or Victory Road 2007 because <laughs> I, I will not accept. <laughs> <laughs> um, Callum, whilst whilst your whilst your whilst your brain is in gear, um, the most important award of the night, of course, um, is the show Salad or Shit. Oh, I have never been, well, I was going to say I've never been more sure that of a show being, being, being shit. However, I was the one that picked Bash at the Beach 1999. And also, <laughs> I, I, the last two matches really did save it. The, the hour and a half before that, awful. Don't watch it, ever. But the last two matches, give give them a watch. If you watch the last hour or so of this show, you won't be disappointed. Um, in saying that, it probably is still shit. I think the, the stuff that happened before that was just uh, Angle Cena, Big Show, and JBL had a had a massive mountain to climb after that. Uh, so I still think it would be it would be uh, on on the shit side of things. It's 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 almost like going to a restaurant having a really bad starter. Really bad main course, but the dessert is pretty good. Yeah, not but but it's nothing you're going to write home about either. You're quite happy about the dessert because it's sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, what uh, Logan is much better at the analogies than I am. So Logan, uh, salad or shit? No, that that was pretty spot on. I like that one. Um, it it's it's on the sh- it's on the shit side for sure. Slightly, I would say, uh, just because those last couple of matches and the opener uh, were were solid. Um, the middle parts were just not very good. It would almost be like having a sandwich and having the two pieces of bread, which are the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Really good bread, really really crisp, really has that good good flavor to it. Um, maybe has some good cheese somewhere in the middle, and then the meat is just spoiled and rotten and just awful. So, um, yeah, something like that, I'll say. <laughs> okay, uh League table time, gents. Um, so obviously we don't go through the whole league table because we've got thirty-two matches to go through, and we, that would be silly. But um, I'm quite confident in saying this is this is a top fifteen bad show, at the very least, top fifteen. I'm I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the table just now, and I'm just I'm trying to look at those. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not going to be. It's not going to be. Be well, a, I, anywhere I, higher than that. I, well, I I have potentially an argument of it being above, of it being you, you bring in sixteen, you bring in Bash at the Beach two thousand because WrestleMania twenty seven has has a, punk, a good match on punk, it as Punk Gordon. Yeah, so I don't think because that's you're you're in everything below that doesn't have a redeemable match on it. I don't think. Well, right, Run so says ninety five is King of the Road. 
what I will what I will do is I will just I will just read from fifteen up and then you know just shout when we get to a position where you're happy for you to go. How about that? Sure. So 15, 15 is the Great American Bash of nineteen ninety nine. Fourteen is the aforementioned Uncensored ninety five. Thirteen SummerSlam twenty ten. Royal Rumble oh six at twelve. Great American Bash ninety one. Do we think this show is worse than In Your House Degeneration X of nineteen ninety seven? No. No. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I might want to rely on y'all on this one. I'd probably put it higher than y'all are saying, but um, I, I'm willing to be convinced. I'd probably put it where Callum said, maybe between Bash of the Beach 2000 and WrestleMania 27, at 17 or 16, whatever that would make it. But well, that makes this the least. Well, if, if WrestleMania 27 is our good line, then that's, that would make it our least worst show. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> what was, okay. What was on Bash? Bash night. What was Bash ninety nine? Great American Bash ninety nine. That has that fantastic tag match on there. The Benoit, the Triad match on there. Yeah, Benoit and Saturn versus. The it's, a, it's it's a pretty nice show, but but that. So I would say that. All right. So I I'm going to make the case. I'm going to put it at number. I'm going to put it at number between 40 to 50 because the, the tag match is better than anything that's on this show. I'm good with that. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Because I, 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 a match that I've... A, a show that I've given a, a, a match four stars on, I don't think it should be too low, but the rest of the stuff is 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 so bad. So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it in there. Well, yeah, so Bash, Bash, that, that, and I think I went four stars on the uh, Punk Autumn match at 17, so I'm, I'm happy with that. I think we get, we get to that point at the league table now where we're like, can we, we can't even remember the matches we covered. <laughs> well, I can remember some, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's getting to the point. They're all getting we're all Especially getting, the WCW we're getting... shows that I'm not super familiar with. Um, especially that 99, those 99 shows, it's like, which level of suck was that one? Uh, <laughs> we're all we're all getting a bit older now, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. my, my excuse is I've, a lot of them were done before I was on, before I was mm. a permanent member of the panel. That's true. And you're not as, you're not as mean-spirited as our last person. <laughs> oh, God. Hi, Sean, love you. That's the understatement <laughs> of the century. <laughs> How to make friends and influence people. He knows I love him. He knows I love him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Logan, have you got anything that you would like to plug or direct the good ladies and gentlemen to? Um, yeah, just a couple of things here on the wrestling feed. Uh, Howie to the Impact Zone. Uh, we're building towards Destination X. Uh, that'll be our next episode that we record. Uh, YouTube Roulette, we just had one come out. Uh, we did a Jay Briscoe tribute episode, so that was a, a lot of fun watching it. Uh, three of his matches uh, from the past, and then who's next? Uh, NXT current day pod that I do with Andy. So that's Ex- excellent, excellent. And like I say, you know, we, I think we all need to give out Logan and Andy big props for you know be watching and being enthused by NXT. You know, <laughs> we are sadists, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, Callum, I know you're not a sadist, but uh, same to you. Have you got anything you'd like to plug? I am. Well, that is uh, the, the special relations, uh, which myself and Ben are joined by the podcast legend Rory McNamara, talking about whatever comes into our head approximately 
couple of hours before the show starts. <laughs> um, and that is Starflation, which we mentioned earlier on, um, where the, the podcast where five stars is just not enough. Um, and we, uh, by the time you hear this uh, one, you may have already heard episode number seven, where we covered the um, the sheep herders versus the bush. Uh, Sheepherders versus the Bushwhackers. The Sheepherders versus the Fantastics from the, the Crockett Cup 1986, which um, is a history maker on the show, so please listen for that one. If it's not been out by the time you hear this, then the previous one is the uh, Thunder Queen um, ape-woman tag match from... The Hell to the yes, it is. <laughs> that is, again... A belter. I, I will... I will... I will... Till the end of that that podcast the end of the run of that podcast i will always tell you to go and watch that that show that that match bloody brilliant um and other than that we've got wrestlemania coming up we are on the road to wrestlemania we're pointing at i'm pointing at the sign in the office as i speak we're on the road to wrestlemania two nights of wrestlemania a uh, live watch um on twitch.tv forward slash place to be nation place to be na- uh, youtube for youtube.com forward slash at play ptbn wrestling Facebook.com forward slash PTBN Live is where you will find them. And there is also, it does also stream to the private Place to Be group on Facebook as well. Search for that, hit, hit join, you'll be let in. Everyone's a winner. Excellent. And this time we all, we do mean it, we will be back with the Twitch feed. We, I know we've said it before, but this time we, we are serious. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll, do it the, I'll do it the good old fashioned way. Ben, I. Uh, Tried his tried his hardest to, to get on. I did. Using I a really different did. using a different way, um, which is why you will find there is still uh, seven minutes of silence. And <laughs> <in, laughs> um, uh, some would some would argue that's the best I've ever sounded. <laughs> <laughs> some would argue that's how the that's how the Twitch feed should be, but never. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will be we will be back we'll do it the good old fashioned way and you will hear us both nights of Wrestlemania this year Wrestlemania I, 39 I believe the big rumour on the street is some of our respected elders will be on that call as well so we're we going to have to be on our best behaviour yes well there is there's a very very small because it's on the west coast there is a very very small away team going but we may be able to get there should be a there should be a big home team um, for, for that one so looking forward Excellent. to it. Excellent. Um, I think you've mentioned everything I'm on, Jen. So I've got nothing to plug except for, well, this show. So yes, just keep listening. There's a fine archive of chicken salad episodes out there. And I'm also going to say, Logan, because we, we we might bring it back at some stage. There's, there's a whole year's worth of popcorn chicken salads to uh, enjoy on the pop feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've we've not we've not we've not we've not retired it. It's just literally been a case of we've not got any time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say this I say this at least once a week. There was a lot to be said for a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> uh, yeah. bring, bring it back. COVID twenty two electric boogaloo. Let's run it back. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly everybody's got a life again. <laughs> All right, Jen. So uh, that's it for me, Callum, and Logan. And remember, everybody, in a world where you can be anything you want to be, be kind and reach for the skies. Thank you so much for listening to Chicken Salad. My name is Ben Locke, and we will see you again next month. Luke, the rain's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, far too kind. Uh.
Stop. 